0: The left on dread the daily mountain eagles political podcast i'm jennifer Corran
1: and i'm drew gilbert
0: and we are back to talk about um uh, the state of things post election the
1: unraveling democracy of america
0: post uh biden officially all states being called for biden mm-hmm. which only took about took a while. two weeks <laughs> or so took a while, took a while.
1: Yeah, which are still uh, in the hand recount in uh, Georgia. It doesn't impact the Electoral College, mm-hmm. though, the victory, that is. Uh,
0: so at this point, things are even more certain than they were before. Joe Biden is going to be president. That transition is going to be a little rocky, but it is going to happen one way or another. Um, by the way, we didn't discuss last time, we didn't discuss this Four Seasons podcast. Do you want to dive into what exactly happened outside of... Um, Four Seasons landscaping. Well, like the real version or
1: the version that the Trump campaign <laughs> tried to paint?
0: Um, let's start with that version, and then we'll move into the real so version.
1: The version uh, that the Trump campaign attempted to paint was that they were having this um, press conference, this very important <laughs> press conference With to Rudy talk Giuliani. About to talk about their next legal challenges and where they were headed and what their direction was in the election of the president of the United States of America.
0: And they chose the most prestigious spot in Philadelphia they could find.
1: Which was the outside wall in an alley of a landscaping company called Four Seasons Landscaping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, They painted this as they meant to do it. This is a great American business. All true patriots use this particular landscaping company in the greater Philadelphia area. Uh, and they did not waver from that. When what they should have done was said, hey, one of our moron staffers was trying to book a room at the Four Seasons Hotel.
0: Which is and, quite prestigious. And
1: accidentally called a dadgum landscaping company. And we ended up in an alley behind a landscaping company next to a sex shop, might I And add. a crematorium. Yes. Um, they didn't do it on purpose, uh, but they're so prideful that they just pretended that they did, mm-hmm. and they looked like morons. They looked like, like literally a small-town mayor running for office with his political signs shoved on the side of a metal building in a alley with a cheap podium. It looked Awful! It did not look like someone representing the sitting president of the United States of America.
0: And in the midst of this press conference is when I believe the race was finally officially called. And they for called Biden. it
1: right then. And they were they were trying to angle this press conference before it was called because they these guys there's they are smart people there. Not mm-hmm. the person that booked the Four Seasons. Also, did you
0: mention that there was a known like sex offender or or some no, a felon well, of some that off. sort that was left right that there? Off. Right? Yeah, yeah, left
1: that off. Um, but, yeah, they were trying to get ahead of the AP calling the race because they knew Pennsylvania was about to officially be called. They were looking for Pennsylvania to get over that 35,000-vote lead threshold, and once they did, they were going to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, they could see the counting, and they knew what was about to happen. So they were trying to sling their press conference in before that happened so that they could kind of sow doubt in them mm-hmm. saying that, but they did not time it well.
0: All right. And I read a thing in uh, Politico that actually mentioning the legal challenges, many of the people they had lined up to Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, carry forward these legal challenges in these swing states saw the press conference, saw Rudy Giuliani really go off and kind of go rogue, not Mm -hmm. really follow Mm -hmm. what the Trump legal team thought was going to happen. And many of those people said, you know what, I don't. I don't need the money. Yep, and I don't need my name attached to this. And so yep. that press conference overall uh, it was a net negative for the Trump it, campaign. It yeah. resulted in many, uh, possibly, you know, very good lawyers who could have at least drugged this out for a little bit, mm-hmm. stepping away from the team and saying no, thank you.
1: And so. that was, uh, yeah, there were two major firms that were really getting chastised. I mean, we're in a we're in a divisive nation right now. So half the nation hates you for doing it, and half of them loves you for doing it. Uh, but one of those large firms just they mutually agreed to part ways. But
0: the ways winner and, you know, was Four everybody. Seasons Landscaping. Heck yeah! Who did like the little Zoom? <laughs> if you're, if Zoom you're conservative,
1: thing. Uh, well, you say the winner. Here's the problem. Um, they probably already have all the conservative business in Philadelphia because I don't know if you looked at the total count at the end, but Philadelphia was like eighty-three or eighty-four percent for Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you're probably not going to get business from that eighty-three or eighty-four percent now. Right. So you've really just kind of pigeonholed yourself into. But they you know, sold the, shirts the at one point. Percentage. I think they quit selling Do their the actual national stuff. stuff. Yeah. That it's going can to selling work. Selling merchandise. In terms of actual landscaping jobs, you've really just pigeonholed yourself. And this is something such a small business in a small town that our mm-hmm. family has. We're deliberately apolitical. Mm-hmm. We have political opinions. We're engaged. We sure. have conversations. Our business doesn't have one right. and never will. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you like. Come I on in. I think they
0: did the true american thing and the things that they sold weren't just republican oriented i think they threw some liberal merch out there too
1: smart get them so, all so
0: yeah i don't think they cared get them all i don't so, think they cared good
1: for you four seasons landscaping um
0: so that happened but as we said in the middle of all that um it was uh, the race was essentially called for biden that's right um which and has means only
1: gained since then sure. there's only been more in his favor since yeah i don't call. think
0: it's a smaller and smaller group of people who Mm -hmm. think he's not going to become president in January. Right. Um, But we have, so that means we're going to have some new appointments. We're going to have a Biden administration. What does that look like? Names keep being floated. Uh, The big one, I guess the the groundbreaking one hasn't been announced, but it's, um, uh, it certainly made the round. So for secretary of defense, and I may get this name wrong, but Michelle, is it Fleurney? Don't
1: know how to pronounce it. Um, I've only read it, and I have mispronounced it in Mm -hmm. my head.
0: So, uh, significant because she would be, um, if she becomes the appointment, the first female um, to uh, be in charge of the Defense Department. Uh, She served in both the Clinton and the Obama administrations. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was an advisor to former secretaries uh, Robert Gates and Leon Panetta. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Found this interesting. If Hillary Clinton had won, a, would have won four years ago. She was going to be Hillary Clinton's choice. I'll be. She was at the top of the list. Well, for you're that as well.
1: you're touching on a theme already, and, I, and I'm sure you're going to keep going down this list and continue with this theme. Uh, Biden's committed himself. He committed his campaign to being the most diverse campaign in American history, and he's mm-hmm. committed his cabinet to doing the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put his money where his mouth was with his vice presidential choice. Right. Uh, and I think you are going to see women and people mm-hmm. of color all yeah, over this cabinet. Yeah, I don't have too cabinet.
0: many people of color on the list, uh, a lot of women, a lot of women. I haven't seen that many people of color, uh, their names floated yet. But, yes, I'm sure I'm sure they'll be out there. Uh, so for Secretary of State Susan Rice, mm-hmm. um, I think her name has been out there. Um,
1: she was a potential. She was on the VP short list. She was. Uh, she, she served in the Obama administration. She, he's got trust with her. Um, certainly uh, she's getting an appointment somewhere.
0: She was previously yeah. the National Security Advisor and mm-hmm. uh, Ambassador to mm-hmm. the U.N., so she's not nobody from nowhere. Hey, skip
1: down to the Attorney General shortlist. Give me a name.
0: Uh, so Doug Jones, hey, but there's also yes. potentially the acting Attorney General, yeah. Sally Yates. Yep. It's not a lot who, for Who has, has
1: served honorably in such tumultuous times in that role. Um, well, and
0: she became kind of the cult hero because she was acting when – Um, President Trump took over four years ago and then when the Muslim ban came out Mm -hmm. she's the one who basically told Mm -hmm. the people um, in the department I don't need you crafting legal arguments to defend this travel ban because Mm -hmm. I don't think it's constitutional I don't think it's going to hold up in a court Mm -hmm. and basically let's not defend that at all just let's just sit back and And, uh, you know that's um, certainly people applauded her for doing that but that's also kind of not what her job was Mm -hmm. and so not that shocking that she was fired for i think insubordination mm-hmm. officially mm-hmm. so she lasted about 10 days in the trump administration it's um 10 more days than some folks have right. made it so that's uh people people do love her our friend mayor pete has been thrown around for un ambas- ambassador ambassador yeah. and also um veterans affairs to so i heard veterans,
1: veterans affairs and i thought that you know, they, they, they use his veteran badge uh, as, as mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a military guy. I think there are probably so many more people that with m- so much more military experience that are going to be better for that Veterans Affairs you job. think so. I feel like Ambassador to the UN is a dadgum near perfect fit for him. Um, let's all be honest with ourselves in the room. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is a young, intelligent, moderate politician. He has a future. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but he has a future. Being in New York around world leaders for four years.
0: Away from Mayor Pete, image. Is
1: pretty good for him. Yeah. So I don't know that, that there could be a better option for him personally. Mm-hmm. But also when you think about when Biden is sending someone to New York, that kind of guy, he's smart. He's high IQ. He's articulate. He speaks well. that That's really what you want uh, in a U.N. ambassador. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's a perfect fit for him. So
0: his name has been thrown around there um, for Secretary of the Treasury. Treasury. That's going to be a. a there's a, a lady, uh, Lael Lyo- yeah, Bernard, uh, again, story, we're story. just going to don't know, um, but also uh, there are people who would really like to see Elizabeth Warren there.
1: So Count Drew in the column of would love to see Elizabeth Warren in that role, um, she uh, was one of the major crafters of the Consumer Protection Finance Bureau mm-hmm. and the uh, Freedom um the Truth and Lending Act that went through under Obama, she she really ran it, and basically all these measures were after the economic collapse in 2008. Was we're going to check you, big banks, you're you're not going to run roughshod. Mm-hmm. There are rules. I don't want to I don't want to destroy you. Keep being a big bank, but by God, there are rules because when you guys misbehave like you did leading up to 2008, it crashes our entire economy and affects all of us. She's a real champion for that stuff. So I can only imagine in that role your big banks are going to be and I's and crossing T's all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, she probably would be pushing more of your antitrust type stuff, breaking up. She's talked uh, time and time again about breaking up big tech, mm-hmm. which I don't think you're going to do from, from the Treasury. Right. Here's the reason she's not going to be the Secretary of Treasury. Um, Massachusetts has a Republican governor mm-hmm. uh, who would appoint a Republican senator to replace her, yeah. and uh, Joe Biden will not do that. Yes. So That's, she will not many get that of job.
0: these, especially those who um, – uh, might be senators, which I don't think we've mentioned anybody so far, but um, there are you can't other l- nominees who would be representatives or senators, and yes, that yeah. is a very you legitimate question Senate. that you can't they will not be part of this administration. I believe it was um, who was the lady in California who was going to be VP if it wasn't going to be, yeah, Kamala Harris. um, so now she's a
1: congresswoman, um, goodness gracious, now Bass?
0: Uh, yes, Karen Bass. Bass. So I think there's some questions about would you would you appoint her to serve in Kamala Harris's seat yeah. when you, yeah. know, you already have the House situation kind of tenuous. That's so, right. Um, no, basically a that's, lot of that. that's a point against you. Yeah. Um, and then even Secretary of Agriculture, there is a lady, uh, Heidi Heitkamp, yep. who used to be a uh, North, that, uh, North Dakota senator, and her mm-hmm. name has been thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't specifically leave men off the list when I was just googling a couple of things about who are the top names. It's early women, yeah. Um, Women are... There was not, here's the guy and here's the female. Most of them just said one name, and that name happened to be female right now. And
1: not to gloss over uh, Doug Jones for the Attorney General spot, uh, one of the things he's going to struggle with for Attorney General specifically is appointing a white man.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're
1: really going for diversity in your cabinet, Mm -hmm. the attorney general is one of particular interest um, where you you may not want a white Mm -hmm. man this time around. You know what I mean? And so that's going to be something that works against him. Something that works heavily in his favor is a 30-plus year relationship with Joe Biden. They are close, and I'm I'm a firm believer that he is um, definitely, he would be my betting favorite to be the attorney general.
0: Wouldn't it be funny if in this administration the tables are turned and you have to have the token white guy and he's it? He's it.
1: He's the only white guy. Walking you look at it and you're like, you
0: know who we haven't appointed yet? A white a guy. White guy. Let's get one. Can we yeah. make Doug Jones hey the Doug, token what white are you guy? Doing? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of where we are with the uh, with the Biden team. So
1: a few other things, and these are th- this is something for everyone to look at, look out for. Um, So Joe Joe Biden's been he's been kind of that left of center, moderate Democrat his entire career. He was always uh, across the aisle working with the likes of John McCain, Mm -hmm. even even Lindsey Graham before he lost his mind. Um, Mitch McConnell, even I mean th- this sure, guy, yeah. this guy worked across with with other parties. So one of the things he's going to be very deliberate about uh, that I truly believe is he's going to appoint Republicans to positions. Um, you think the likes of uh, recently retired Senator Jeff Flake from Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, he's getting a job in the Biden administration. He's a moderate Republican. He's going to get it. Uh, there's been some other names floated from the Republican side, John Kasich, the former governor of Ohio, mm-hmm. who's also a moderate Republican. He was one uh, one of the Republican governors that actually expanded uh, Medicaid under the Affordable Mm -hmm, Care Act. Most Republican governors didn't touch it because it had Barack Obama's name on it. And he said, look, I don't like the name that's on it, but this is tens of millions of dollars for my people here in Ohio. I'm going to get it.
0: A certain senator that we know and love from this area, wasn't he his first choice back in 16 when he jumped on a train? Uh,
1: No, no. He was... um,
0: not Casey. Scott Walker. Okay.
1: Yeah, who actually? That's right. Okay. The minute they formalized, uh, I think I think Senator Reid told us this story when mm-hmm. he was here. The minute they like formalized the state's campaign, he just dropped out of the yeah. elections. So like he had. I forgot. Senator I Reed thought was he was a Casey guy. It was a Scott Walker. No, um, I got chastised for for talking about Casey's from, from some of our local Republicans. They referred mm-hmm. to him as a rhino. Yeah. Um, which well, some is, people refer
0: to them as rhinos, so well, I'd be which careful how I use that term.
1: We do that with moderates now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in the moderate wing of your party, the, the party, for some reason, doesn't claim you now. And I'm like, do y'all not under, like did y'all not have the same civics lessons that I did, mm-hmm. where all governing really happens in some type of compromise? Mm-hmm. So if you're too far to one side or the other, and you're not willing to meet in the middle, you're probably not actually going to govern. Mm-hmm. So I guess they've yeah. missed that. They missed those days of lessons.
0: Um. Quickly, and then we'll move on to... the happy peppy party that is the Democrats these days. Mm. Um, We mentioned before about Secret Service. I don't know if you saw this, but the Washington Post reported that recently uh, more than 130 uh, Secret Service were either um, uh, positive for the virus or in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Now, the Secret Service would not confirm those individual numbers or certainly individual names, um, but I think that was roughly, I read somewhere maybe 10%. Um, Let's see. Uh, I know there are 1,600 people. There are many, many people in the Secret Service, but those who wear the uniform, I wrote down there are 1,600 people who are in uniform and have contact with the public on a, right. on a fairly you know, frequent basis mm-hmm. because they're protecting, you know, various individuals. So uh, so there, I- there was an actual fallout for the Secret Service from yep. specifically, uh, they believe, uh, the campaigning trips that he did right before, right before well, the and election. Well, just, and
1: just in general, in our nation right now, we're seeing a tremendous yes. surge, and a lot of it's linked to... Hell, we're just tired of it. Mm-hmm. We're we're just tired of it. So we're starting to try to get back to normal a little bit, right. and it ain't time. And so we're trying to have our Halloween gatherings, mm-hmm. and then ten people are sick out of that Halloween gathering, right. and or, or at least carrying it. You know, let's not yep. say that everybody's sick. And it's just such a tough time because yeah. we're drained. We're, we're six, eight, nine months into this right. thing. And I, I actually understand it. I, I mean, you should good be. Good news
0: on the vaccine front. Oh, two good news. Sh- is, we're still Two not, good news is uh, Pfizer
1: and the other, mm-hmm. Madura or whatever they were called, wow. had slightly better results mm-hmm. than Pfizer. So uh, did you, actually, I listened to an NPR story on the on the vaccine. I'm going to get off the, tra- the trail here a little bit. Did you listen to what they're doing? I'm fascinated
0: I'm not sure in terms I've of how they're distributing the vaccine. You know,
1: mean no, what the vaccine is, okay. how it's working. I've always been fascinate, fascinated with uh, our parents' generation and the smallpox vaccine. Yes, um, they literally introduced cowpox into your body that mm-hmm. looked just like smallpox, but doesn't affect mm-hmm. humans the yep. same way. So then your your body built up the antibodies to fight smallpox when it encountered it. So then when smallpox inevitably got into our parents' generation's mm-hmm. body, their body was ready to fight it. Since I heard that story, I was young and a nerd, and I mm-hmm. was like, "That is fascinating." Right. I have no desire to go in that field, but my God, this is mm-hmm. this is fascinating. Yeah. So anyway, I heard the the little blurb on how Pfizer was handling their vaccination. So basically, when the when COVID enters your body, there are proteins attached to like a COVID mm-hmm. cell. The proteins are what attach inside. They're mm-hmm. what kind of grab? Okay, and then once they grab, COVID runs its course, right? So they have duplicated the proteins. They're injecting the proteins into people. And then your body is building antibodies to the protein. Well, the protein doesn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. The the actual COVID cell hurts you. So they're not injecting what hurts you into your body. They're injecting the part that makes it connect. So now these people, when the protein enters their body... Their body has built antibodies for that protein, mm-hmm. and it's like so you ain't, it's just
0: going to slop off. You ain't attaching in here, bro, and they're yeah. fighting
1: it off. And I'm like, this is absolutely fascinating. Right. There so people, unlike
0: the flu, where you get a small dose of the flu. Yes. Yeah. This
1: is this is a totally different approach, and I'm just like these guys are. Mm-hmm. J-. Modern medicine is it, it's an absolute marvel. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me. I would in no way ever be qualified to be involved in that field I feel at like all. saying, okay, Grandpa.
0: <laughs> it
1: it really is. Like, I hear these things. and I'm you like, though. wow. Yes. All right, back it really the It really is fascinating. Sorry.
0: It is fascinating. Um, and, you know, people are going to be getting this on some widespread, you know, s- hopefully some widespread sort of thing, possibly by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. And then comes, I've always been fascinated more so by the polio and by the people who had to allow their kids to be tested with yeah. the polio vaccine when you didn't know what was going yeah. to happen. Yeah. I mean, the vaccine could have been fatal. I mean, it could have given you polio, well, they're still, like legitimately made you sick. I'll so. bring
1: it back home if we're staying on medical. So they're actually working on some, uh, There's there's a certain kind of meningitis that isn't common in America, but it is common in Europe. They're working a vaccine now. They're trying to basically trial it up to where it becomes a normal part mm-hmm. of the American vaccine system. There's, there, It's super low risk. There's hardly anything at all. They actually vaccinate with this in Europe because mm-hmm. they deal with this more. They're just afraid with the way we globally transfer things that this is going to wow. become a thing for our kids. Well, we have uh, um, an eight-week-old child at home, and she'll, she's about to begin her vaccines. And so mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to be a part of a trial of this Vaccine, so my, my child's getting to mm-hmm. getting to participate in yeah. in such a thing. So.
0: It's a it's a big decision. It's going to be a big decision for a lot of families. Um, you know how much they trust it and things like that. I this mean, is it's, true. It's in gonna that. it's gonna be a thing that people are, just as with everything else on an individual basis, you're going to have to do the responsible thing mm-hmm. for your for your family.
1: The problem that I have with that is the people that are going to be more averse mm-hmm. to. The um, vaccine are also more averse to social distancing and mask wearing as well. Sure. So, so, like, you're literally not being a not part not of the solution anything, at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so, let's move on to the Democrats. I mean, they, they took back suckers. the White House. They Still have an outside um, chance, they're at the, the party of, of peace, love, and understanding. <laughs> um, is that their official creed? They now? are now holding hands and singing kumbaya, mm, and yeah, sure. it is yeah. one big love fest around Joe Biden, right? That's except exactly it's really happening. not, except
1: it's the exact opposite of everything that you just said.
0: Um, so one person I heard uh, or read say basically for four years we've had to kind of suppress our differences and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, coalesce around beating Trump Mm -hmm. now that that's no longer our goal. Yeah. We beat him. It's like coming up, you know, from scuba diving or something. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that we don't get the bends on Mm -hmm. the way up. Is what the person said, Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of gasping and gnashing for teeth right now. Absolutely. So I think it was two days after the election they had this come to Jesus meeting. Did you hear about this come to Jesus meeting?
1: Heard of it, but I didn't read about it. Like so, I didn't read the details. There
0: was a conference call. Um, the the congressional, um, you know, the caucus was on it. A lot of people mm-hmm. were on it. They were told explicitly, don't leak this information. Like this is a family meeting. Mm-hmm. Just so they
1: leaked it five minutes later, right?
0: Five minutes later, <laughs> yeah. it hit all the news outlets. Yeah. So we have two camps in the Democratic Party. If you follow the primary, you know exactly which camps those are. Mm-hmm. You have, one, let's set this up, that the House Democrats lost. I read it was seven, and in other places I saw eight. Do you know the exact number of how many House was seven or they eight. lost?
1: There was, at one time, there was a chance to lose like 12 or 13. Up to 12, yeah. And I think it came and down there, to eight. I yeah. think it was the final number. And
0: so they did not. Um, flip any seats. They, they were not they, a single seat uh, from a Republican, Yeah, let's they? put it in
1: perspective. They expected, one, they expected the national reaction to Donald Trump to be more knee-jerk away from him, mm-hmm. which didn't happen. Then that affected them down ballot. They actually thought, not only did they have a pretty good chance of taking the Senate, but that they were going to bolster their lead in the House. They felt like they were going to pick up 10, 12, mm-hmm. 15 seats, and they lost eight. Yes. So they're really having a come to Jesus, as you mm-hmm. stated. They've got to figure out how, And there are people— We didn't do exactly what we thought
0: the, we Even the uh, Sherry uh, Bustos, or, mm-hmm. you know, the person who's over the congressional caucus, you know, kind of the political arm, she actually had to step down over all this. But she herself, I read, narrowly won her own election. They had to infuse a lot of cash for mm-hmm. her to win her election. Mm-hmm. So you have some Democrats who hung on by their teeth. You have about eight Democrats who lost their seat this time. And then you have midterms coming up. Yep. So this does not bode well, says the more centrist side of the party. Uh, they said, you know, we were tagged with defund the police, mm-hmm. uh, the green, the Green New Deal, socialism, uh-huh. no fracking, uh-huh. that Republicans just... They beat us on messaging. Warm out. Uh, Somewhere I hear I have, so the GOP ran 70 different ads. I guess this was nationally. Mm -hmm. They included the phrase defund the police. Mm -hmm. 70 different ones. Mm -hmm. That was said a lot. Including a guy in a very police... uh, you know, centric district, who I believe was a veteran or something like mm-hmm. that, who never in his entire life would defund the police, well, and, and he they, lost his race. Well, and then they yes, aimed he it, lost his race.
1: They aimed it at, at the president-elect as well, which as soon as defund the police came out, he immediately said, that's not us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he had already denied this right off the bat, and they still aimed it at him throughout uh, the election. Now
0: they outspent, Democrats outspent the Republicans uh, two to one, and in some cases way mm-hmm. more than that. Republicans so spent their money wiser. Not the amount around. of money you mm-hmm. threw at it It seems to come down to a messaging situation.
1: Well, and I think a little bit on the outspending, a little bit of an inflated number, because you look at those races like um, Jamie Harrison versus Mm -hmm. Lindsey Graham. Nationally, people thought if there's an Ice Cube's chance in hell that Jamie Mm -hmm. Harrison can beat Lindsey Graham, here's $5, here's $20. That happened a lot. Same happened with McGrath against Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Nobody really thought she would beat him, but it looked like there was right. like a sliver of hope, and they're like, Here, have some of my money. Well, and that so was that was really the what was criticism happening. Criticism of Ms. Miss,
0: uh, Miss Bustos, uh, the chair, um, you know, they were spending money mm-hmm. wildly, mm-hmm. and obviously they didn't spend Their own money. Places wisely mm-hmm. where they should have known you know that they were in danger um i even saw there was a representative in florida who tried to tell them two years ago that they were really getting tagged with the socialism thing down there and with a lot and of voting they block that apparently, had fled didn't, they apparently didn't listen yeah um so a few things that have come out of this meeting again everybody's having their their talking points um things did leak into the media and then it's continued on twitter since then um so one person uh came and said you know Do we want to govern or do we want to be Internet celebrities? Mm -hmm. So a slap at, you know, the squad and and people of that like. Um, Nancy Pelosi, I think in the phone call, someone said, you know, it didn't work. And Nancy Pelosi's um, response to that was, well, I'd argue it did work because we still have the majority. So, from leadership... As she
1: places her crown on her right. freshly blown out hair. Because
0: there's even a whole <laughs> article about that, about how she's staying above the infighting because yeah. no one's going to challenge her. Right. So, she's just going to be speaker again. Oh, yeah. You know, with a majority kind of um, With a
1: chance to gain in the in the midterm. Right. So, yeah. that's
0: a very rosy picture to say that it worked for us because we have the majority. Um, after the midterms, you may or may not still have the majority. So, that's the thing. Well, if we're um, looking at
1: recent history, the newly elected president has pretty much always lost the house in the midterm. Mm-hmm. That's happened like right. over and over again. So, uh,
0: so that's what you have on the the centrist uh, side. You have, you know, we didn't have good messaging. Um, You know, we need to be very specific as a party that we as a party are not in favor of defunding the police. We Mm -hmm. are not in favor of, you know, this this liberal agenda, uh, super liberal agenda and things like that. It is it is costing us, you know, it costs eight of our colleagues, their jobs, mm-hmm. it will cost more of us our jobs mm-hmm. in two years if we don't get a handle on this. You cannot.
1: Well, not just costing your jobs. You're not going to be able to effectively right. get anyone to meet you in the middle anywhere. So uh,
0: So then we have this memo that went around from uh, the Justice Democrats, which is the group that uh, helped elect ALC mm-hmm. uh, several years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunrise Movement and Data for Progress. So these, uh, these are kind of the... The left wing Uh, starts out with last week's election was a split screen. While we are happy about president elect Joe Biden's resounding defeat of Donald Trump, Democrats are right to be concerned about their underperformance down the ballot. Um, The economy was voters' top concern this election when Democratic leaders made unforced Mm -hmm. unforced errors—unforced errors—like showing off two sub-zero freezers full of ice cream on national television—I'm not sure who that was referring to—or cozy up with Wall Street executives and corporate lobbyists while Trump tells voters we are the party of the swamp, it is not surprising that we lose. We need a new generation of leadership grounded in multiracial working-class experience and background— So that's their take on the election. You lost because, or you lost these particular seats because you're not speaking to the voters who the economy, you know, the fact that they're still in poor housing and all these things, you're not speaking to them. Well,
1: in general, um, I don't think Democrats had great messaging to the working class, Mm -hmm. which has actually typically been what bolstered them. That's some messaging that they've got to figure out. I would argue that there's some line in the middle there. Certainly right. Sub-Zero. Nobody paid attention to Dedgum's Sub-Zero cooler full ice cream.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what that's That's just to.
1: silly. But they do pay attention to you meeting with Wall Street executives. I mean, they see that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but they also, uh, especially in Florida, the seats they lost, they're terrified of socialism. They're terrified mm-hmm. of this wing of the party. And so I don't know that you can really kind of just stand there and throw rocks and, and blame it on the center of the party, Uh, both of them had had some issues. The problem is how do I aim and where? And you would think one of the national parties would have some tactics for that. Mm -hmm. I really feel like their leadership top down probably isn't super strong. No offense to Mr. Perez. I think who's Mm -hmm. the leader now, it's probably time to move on from him because in Florida, yeah, do aim at, don't show them the cooler full of ice cream and that you're doing well and make sure they understand that you're not a socialist. Right. But then in those areas where socialistic programs sell, then sell those. Right. So you've got to aim right in the right mm-hmm. areas. It's not a blanket, and that's they're better than that. Well,
0: part of their argument here is, and I think we've heard this from uh, before, in these areas, in these swing states, the party doesn't do a whole lot of, like, grassroots organizing mm-hmm. and things like that. Think about your Georges and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Who was it? So we've already mentioned it was Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. It was all these groups. Now, If they're from, smart,
1: the next uh, chairman of the Democratic National Committee, right. quite frankly. So from
0: their side, you know, it's grassroots. In some states, it's Latinos. In some states, it's, you know, the black leadership. But grassroots organizations, mm-hmm. because you aren't doing the work from the top-down level, you're relying on on these people. Us upward, well, then yeah. What happens? You feel like I won this state, or I won this state. You know, again, Stacey Abrams, Georgia. They're going to point to she helped win that state. Well, what happens when Stacey Abrams comes at you with her list of demands and black Mm -hmm. voters. You know, Mm -hmm. who were registered to vote because of Stacey Abrams. That's the first thing in this memo that you can't um, you can't ask for these people's votes Mm -hmm. when you need them. Mm-hmm. and then they come to you with their checklist of, okay, I yeah. would like to see these this things. And, this and, this. and then they say, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah.
1: We, can't, we can't give you That's that.
0: That's not something that we can really talk mm-hmm. about right now. Mm-hmm. And so that goes back to your, you know, if we're going to be the one knocking on doors, if we're going to be one the ones registering people, then our voices deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what came out of that meeting um, and, you know, what has gone on since the meeting is people feel like what you're telling us is right now we're supposed to shut up yes, and allow, you know, the centrists, you know, allow you guys to do what you've been doing for, you know, X number of years because we are the dangerous part of the party, you know, and so that's – they don't feel that way. They feel like they have a role to play. My concerns are different from your concerns, mm-hmm. and you're asking me to not – express those concerns. Mm-hmm. So uh that's why this little civil war and the Democratic Party and, and I, I don't think that that's gonna get
1: better and probably probably will be their demise in the midterm, frankly, mm-hmm. because they're not gonna have a national direction between now and twenty twenty two and they're probably gonna lose some more seats. Will it be mm-hmm. enough for the Republicans to take back control or not is, is another issue. Uh, Now, I do think currently um, we're talking a lot about the House and um, I I think the story now is the Senate, Mm -hmm. Um, because if they're able to get these two seats in Georgia and Madam Vice President's breaking the ties, um, they can be as liberal as as they'd like. Uh, The question is, does that have ramifications for you? In the midterm or in the next elections, right. does where does that take you?
0: Well, and you're going to see some of this come up, too. We've already gone through the list of potential nominees, and you mentioned there are Republicans on it. Mm-hmm. Some Democrats are going to be very vocal mm-hmm. about the fact that they don't want to see Democrats floated for some of these Well, frankly, they should
1: run for president then. Right. Um, this is Mr. Biden's choice, and mm-hmm. it's the type of guy that he is. He's lived his entire life left of center. He's lived his entire life. Even Bernie
0: came out, I read somewhere, and said he was going to put forth his own like 100-day economic agenda or something. Did you see that?
1: I did not. Yeah, That's like, quite strange.
0: Yeah, Bernie came out and said he's going to put out a like, 100-day hundred agenda, specifically but on the But the economy. fact of the matter
1: is, you can put Republicans that are qualified for jobs in spots and let them do that mm-hmm. job and then you can go over here and do something that that Republican doesn't right. agree with at all
0: because well, you're the leader go of the executive I branch. Framed it that in order to get this thing out of the ditch, a Biden administration is going to have to look a lot more like an FDR mm-hmm. than an Obama. Mm-hmm. You're not in Obama territory. Mm-hmm. You're more in, you know, I'll, I'll on this. the verge. And so FDR, um, even in his time, I mean, He dabbled with some socialism. It wasn't necessarily called that. He didn't embrace that label. But some of the things that he had to do. We'll
1: we'll call it what it is. Were. He he (laughs) saved our country with socialism. Yes, it's what happened. And I've had that conversation with people before. Targeted socialistic programs in times of dire need Mm -hmm. work. It's keeping them checked by democracy. Right. And so if you guys like, um, you know, having those dammed up rivers to Mm -hmm. fish in and the electricity that came with it and Uh, The high school that you and I both graduated from Mm -hmm. being built by the Works Progress Administration and putting people to work in this area at that time. If you like, Social Security and Medicaid when you get older and retire, Um, that era gave you every bit Mm -hmm. of that and then some of the lot that I've left off. Um, they worked. They were targeted, and many of them were lasting. Many of them not. Right. I haven't seen the Works Progress Administration or, build anything right. here lately. They
0: were some of them were just thrown out through court cases, right. and some of them and they were targeted. Well, and some of them became obsolete because of the war. So, frankly, you know, that's, it
1: absolutely was socialism and socialistic right. programs at a time when we needed it. Frankly, I don't know how many of you look back on history and you look at FDR's administration you're like, God, that was such a terrible time for America. <laughs> you know, so what we're he saying is us out of it.
0: Joe Biden, who has just become president and leads a party that is leaning farther left mm-hmm. than it possibly was mm-hmm. even that many decades ago. Well, even ago, Joe himself. Um, as well as he himself belongs to a different wing of the party, mm-hmm. the more citrus wing, mm-hmm. may have to do some things that verge on socialism, possibly, at this point, while selling that to a country that is going to mostly wholesale reject socialism.
1: This is right. So you're going to
0: have to sell it in such a way that people don't really think too much about
1: When people think of the New Deal, when people think of Works Progress Administration, and they think of that era, you have positive emotions surrounding that. Their key is to message it that way. This is what this is. Right. You can label whatever you want, but this is what it is. We're doing what FDR did. Right. We are. We're doing what what worked for America once before. We're doing it again. I would argue it, to your point. There are there are two things that are gonna they're gonna happen. There's one of one of two roads we're gonna go down. If they take these two special elections in Georgia, we're going left. Mm-hmm. We're going Green New Deal. We're going for those programs. If they don't, I think Biden is smart enough to know he's got to toe the middle because you're never going to get the Senate. So you need to toe the middle and and find the areas where Republicans have come left. Like in my lifetime, I've seen Republicans become much more socially liberal.
0: Mm -hmm. I remember
1: in my childhood, the Southern Baptist Church boycotting Disney because they had a gay Gay Pride Parade. Yes. That's not where we are anymore. That's not where even the Southern Baptist Church is. Side point, boycotting
0: to... Disney really became a thing for a while. A that thing. was not the only boycott of Disney. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, there were a lot of boycotts of like, Disney. There, there were but boycotts I just remember, on top of boycotts. I remember those things, and I remember th- those moments causing
0: conflicting emotions. How'd that
1: work out for Disney, by the way? <laughs> they came out okay. <laughs> They're doing all right. Speaking of which, uh, season two of Mandalorian streaming on Disney Plus. If you're not,
0: they've watched it.
1: If you're not in that, then they're up to date on you're it. You're just not living life.
0: Yeah, up to date goodness, on it.
1: Goodness, it's so good. Uh,
0: so you mentioned Georgia, and you you promised that we were going to kind of bring. Let's back talk about Georgia. Georgia. I saw Carl Rove is going to be she, helping race money down yet? there. Um, no.
1: Before we go into the Senate, let's talk about. There's a hand recount for the presidential election sure. occurring yeah. right now. It has a little bit less impact because it does not impact the electoral college victory for, for the president elect. They could literally find uh, 10 million votes for Donald Trump in a dumpster and he can win Georgia. And he's still not president elect. Um, or being reelected to a second term, they actually found, yesterday there was a county, it's a pretty conservative county, did you see this? They Mm-mm. found 2,600 votes that weren't uploaded into their electronic machine. Oh, dear. So basically they tabulate from all their machines, I guess, at their different polling precincts mm-hmm. and they have memory cards and they upload them. And this one didn't get uploaded. <laughs> and so it made news, Atlanta Journal-Constitution covered okay. it yesterday, and it was a net uh, It was a net gain of 800 for, for Trump. He gained 800 votes on him. And <laughs> I have two takeaways from this. Uh, one is, immediately the Republican secretary of state that's running this election and continues to be berated by his own mm-hmm. party because they want him to do the wrong things that are good for their party. How un-American can you be? Right. How, anyway, immediately he asks for that election election manager's resignation mm-hmm. because he's properly running an election. Mm-hmm. This poor dude doesn't stand a chance of getting reelected because he doesn't fit the mold of what Republicans are going to vote for in the next election. They're going to railroad him out of town. Right. All the guy's doing is his dead gum job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my one takeaway. The second takeaway is, I, I was looking at the story on Twitter and I started scrolling through. So there were 2,600 votes, and um, they, they there were 2,600 votes. The headline was 2,600 votes was a net gain 800 for um, Donald Trump. So I immediately, uh, in my mind, I translate that data is well, there was 2,600, he gained 800 on Biden. So let's see, he had. Trump had 1,800, Biden had 1,000, right? That's how that works. Those Mm -hmm. two numbers add up to 2,600. He beat him by 800 and Mm -hmm. gained 800 votes. The morons on social media that just just produce content all the time literally are like, well, he got 800 votes. Well, then that means uh, that that Biden got the the rest of them. And I'm like, did y'all not read the the headline? It is, A, a very conservative county in which Trump had already Mm -hmm. won like 80 to 20, which means Biden sure as heck, on this memory card laying around, didn't It wasn't gain. a lot
0: swung, anything. It was
1: still kind of an 80-20 split. Yeah. And I wa- I'm watching all these people bragging about how Trump only gave 800 so Biden got the rest. And I'm like, y'all didn't even have to read past the headline to know that, that that's not mm-hmm. the actual story here. All you had to read was the headline. You didn't even have to click the link. You didn't have to read what? the story or anything. The headline said there were 2,600 and Trump gained 800 mm-hmm. on Biden in the count. Biden's win by fourteen thousand, so you know eight hundred didn't get you there. Wow. Um, but immediately they called for it. So I don't know if you've seen these interviews with the Secretary of State um, from Georgia. He's getting beat up by his party. The two
0: that much I know. The yeah. two
1: Republican senators that are in runoffs called for his resignation, yeah, talking about that. how untransparent the election. Was. They didn't give you any facts. They didn't sure. tell you, hey, in this moment you did this wrong or you've done this wrong. Mm-hmm. They just generally said, you know, you need to resign. Um, so now my favorite U.S. senator for whatever reason, has called him. He called him from South Carolina. He called to talk to the Secretary of State of the state of Georgia about his recount. The Secretary of State claims he was trying to pressure him to throw out votes that you the think? signatures didn't match. Yeah. For me, I don't even need that particular no. piece of the rhetoric. This is a senator from another state.
0: Yes, sir. To say.
1: It ain't your business, bud.
0: Why do you... <laughs> I know why you take that call, but my <laughs> first thought is, why do you even take that call?
1: I know why because of either you have to either the compromising photos that whoever has of you and people you shouldn't have been with, mm-hmm. or the money trail they found from a Russian oligarch, whichever one of those right. has Lindsey Graham playing this little game right. right now, or both. Right. You don't call the Secretary of State of Georgia because you're the senator from South Carolina. You don't really have any business there. So he, need, anyway.
0: he needs a little bit of the. Um, a little bit of the magic of someone that I know um, who can talk to you and just make you feel like, okay, I was heard, and you know this is good stuff, yes. and gave you nothing. The Secretary of State needs that. Like, he does. Senator yeah. Graham, I hear you. Yeah. I understand. Thanks
1: for everything like, you're bringing to the table here. Sir,
0: I am taking notes right now. I wrote
1: this down. We'll get like, it for you. This
0: is such good information. <laughs> and then hang up the phone and not think about the conversation again. Oh, he need, he one needs of that the, magic. And
1: it was... Uh, uh, the Secretary of State is claiming, and, now, and keep in mind, these are members of the same party. This yes. Secretary of State just, just, and he didn't say this out loud, but he just voted for Donald Trump for president. He is sure. a Republican. He did not want Joe Biden right. to win his state. But he also has a job to do, which is independent of his party allegiances. And We're yeah. losing that all too yeah. often. So anyway, uh, he, he straight up claims that Lindsey Graham was asking him to disqualify ballots where signatures didn't match, which is a, a an old school voter suppression tactic. hmm I don't know how many of you can sign your name exactly the same way two times in a row, but mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. No. Um, so they literally are like, "Well, the signature on this and this doesn't match, so this ballot doesn't count." This is basically no. what they're trying to do, which I don't understand. What are you going to do if you win Georgia? You still lost the presidency. So
0: we haven't seen that much. It, it should be said, um, very few. Instances of even like you said, okay, so this didn't get uploaded correctly and things right. like that. Right. This but was this was There news, was non widespread yeah. fraud. There's been no evidence of such. It continues to be talked about, but there are, of course, little little incidents, little mistakes, and and things like that. But these are isolated and and certainly not in the realm. of And to put the it in election, perspective, it doesn't seem. to
1: put it in perspective of the fifty states, I think, is it twenty six or twenty seven of the secretaries of state are Republican. Mm -hmm. The majority of the secretaries of state are Republican. There are states like Georgia and like Pennsylvania where you, you have secretaries of state, not from Biden's Mm -hmm. party where he's, where he's winning. Um, uh, The New York times actually did. They were like, Hey, you're claiming voter fraud. We got to look into this. And they called all 50 uh, Mm -hmm. election officials. They didn't always get to speak to the secretary of state. They may have spoken to a representative and every representative from all 50 states said there is no widespread problems right. in our Just a point that's been made
0: there that, that they've been pretty consistent everybody across the board everybody that's actually that, involved in fact um, yeah you know that the election whatever the results may be the election was not the result of fraud so just that's right. putting that out there
1: So for moving on to the Senate uh, the Senate race it probably w- potentially one of the most impactful Senate races um, of my lifetime So basically what we have is we have two incumbents, uh, Mr. David Perdue and then, um, what's her name, Kelly Loeffler. Mm -hmm. So Kelly Loeffler was actually appointed to that seat. Um, She was not elected to that seat. So she was in a special election. And and the way Georgia handles the special election is they kind of have a primary season. And then the top three vote-getters from the primary season – Uh, are on the ballot together. So what happened with her is there was a Democrat, um, Mr. Raphael Warnock, I think, and then her Mm -hmm. and then another Republican. So she actually split some votes with the other Republican. She had 1.2 million votes, where that other Republican had 978,000 votes, which let Mr. Warnock be the the victor with 1.6 million Mm -hmm. votes, which totaled about 4.9. So then in the other election where Mr. Perdue is the incumbent, I think Mm -hmm. he's a one-term incumbent. I think he's only been there for one uh, six-year term.
0: He Former got, mayor. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: He got 2.4 million votes, and John Ossoff, his Democratic challenger, got 2.372, which was about 4.9 million votes. So if you were just to take these numbers and then apply them to the special election and you were betting uh, betting money in Vegas, the Republicans are probably going to win both of these mm-hmm. seats. if You're just going to put your money on them. The question you have to ask yourself is which voters are fatigued? Are the suburban Trump voters just upset and not going to show up in January?
0: I don't think that's true
1: or are the ones that gave it their all to get Biden in there? Like, by God, we gave you the one. Like, mm-hmm. we're not coming back. I think that's the more likely scenario yeah. myself. So if you made me bet on these two seats, I would say the Republicans are going back.
0: The Especially pro- when the Republicans are, I imagine, once again, going to be exceptional with their messaging, and they're going to hit well, you with a lot of ads. Yes, uh, yes, So you already have a Biden president, and you're going to have, you know, rampant socialism. The, you need to put these Republicans in the Senate. You need so, to. So special election. For you and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, you need to send these absolutely. two people to the Senate.
1: So we just talked about uh, 4.9 million votes in those in those two. Um, special election might have half of that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, special elections have low turnouts. They always do. Wow. This is how Doug Jones became the senator from Alabama. Yes. I mean, it, it, frankly, <laughs> it quite frankly is. So the X factor for me is Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. She rallied all these votes for Joe Biden and, and squeaked out a fourteen thousand vote win in Georgia, a state that not, that a Democrat had won since Bill Clinton in ninety two. Um, she can do that again. Yeah. Especially when the turnout is low, she can make sure that her half of the turnout is, the, mm-hmm. is you know on the good side. Right. So I, I wouldn't. I'm not taking any money to Vegas to mm-hmm. bet on this. But if you made me, I'd bet the the, the, the smart yeah. money is the Republicans are going to keep the seats. Right. But if the Democrats get these two seats you are going to see some transcendent-type programs. Whether you believe it's transcendent in a good right, way or a bad way, you, label it, you yeah. can interpret that in your own house, but we're going to see some huge national shifts. Yeah. So this is a big, big election.
0: I don't think I agree that the general mood of the country does not swing that way, um, that for whatever reason they did intend to remove Trump, but they did not intend to give the Democrats an overwhelming majority in right, these houses. Right. And either they voted against them or they just chose not to vote in that, you know, particular mm-hmm. race or whatever. Well, so I I'm with you. I think there it's are, very likely that you end up with a very uh divided
1: house. with house.
0: This. Uh, there, and there are a lot body. of people like me.
1: There are a lot of people out out there like me that don't devote yourself to a party because I find it to be lazy um and I I fear unchecked power. Mm-hmm. I fear one party having everything. Um, but sometimes the timing drops, so right. I don't like. I, maybe I don't fear it as much this time around. Give them two years and then take the house back or something. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I like, the but the, the problem
0: is of American do- democracies. We now have essentially four parties that we're trying to call two parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: this is very true. Uh, it's
0: very true because the Republicans which, have their own. Which I actually think they're. Right
1: I think the Republicans right moderate is, swing. I think um, seventy seventy one and a half or seventy two million people just showed me that they're not in as much of a rift as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Trump gained ten million voters mm-hmm. between sixteen and now. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads me to believe that the division doesn't exist at a level that I thought it did. Right. I thought there were, I thought the party might be half and half. I mm-hmm. thought half the party was like God, get rid of Trump. We got to go back mm-hmm. to the old school ways, and half were like following Trump off a COVID cliff. Like right. I, I thought that's where we were. Um, but we're not quite there. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Trump brand's gonna gonna play him, and for all of those that are that are actual like really close followers of, of Trump, and they, they anything he does is right. Um, the writing is on the wall. No matter what rhetoric he's feeding you right now about not losing, uh, he's in the process of forming a, a, a political action committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, presidents can't have those, so he's planning his post presidency life. Sure to continue to influence conservative voters. Yeah. He's planning his own TV network to just basically put Fox News out of business. And mm-hmm. he's already succeeding at that because he's already got all of you that watch Fox News religiously mm-hmm. for four years not watching Turning it anymore. On, yeah. <laughs> so um, he's planning for his post-presidency life. So no matter what he's telling you, he, he doesn't believe He'll be leaving,
0: be leaving in He's going to be
1: leaving. Yeah. So his actions are a hell of a lot louder than his But
0: words. the philosophy... Which wasn't necessarily a cohesive one, but whatever he stood for, whatever, I guess that's the thing about Trump. He was great at just letting you project onto him right, whatever yeah. you needed to. So, mm-hmm. whatever most people projected onto him, that part stays no yeah. matter where he goes. Yeah. That part stays. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, the Republicans had four years of, you know, I'm um, a never-Trump never Republican or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. all-in Republican. Um, I think the Democrats are about to see next four years of uh, what we're going to do with, uh, with the Democrats because they are not one big happy family. I think I've quoted on this before, um, and this goes back years and years ago, that someone said, I am not a member of an organized party. I'm a Democrat. Um, Democrats typically just don't have their crap together. It's just kind of how the party operates. They like it that way. Yep. Uh, too many divergent, you know, beliefs and philosophies, and you just can't pull them all under one tent and live happily that way. So, um, and like the person said, they've had four years of, okay, don't say that or don't do that. You know, we have one goal here. Mm-hmm. We well, accomplished that one goal. Mm-hmm. So so now what? Now what? Yeah. And, and I'm curious. You're I'm, about to see now I'm what. I'm very
1: curious about what what is the now what mm-hmm. Um yeah.
0: So our, you know, last year around Christmas time, we did our one big political story. And remember, I chose uh, Pelosi and the squad. Yep. You know. Yep. Everything you need to know about the political.
1: It's still playing Party out that is right the Democrats. Now.
0: Yeah. Comes down to that is still playing. Pelosi out. and who she represents. Mm-hmm. And the squad and who they represent—that's mm-hmm. going to be with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Nancy Pelosi will be deposed.
1: This is true. Possibly
0: even in two years, whether or not they have the majority, because she admitted uh, or agreed to some term limits. Were you aware of that? Yeah, so heard so I heard this. So one more. I heard she was the ushering she, in the new era. If she era, agrees to it, yeah. Uh, if she agrees to abide by the term limit, she said she would. She will not be right? She won't. Yeah. She won't be leader anymore. <laughs> um, but then you have, you know. The left side of the party that are very good at certain things they do, but they have not yet inserted themselves in leadership.
1: This is true. That's, well, and that's and the thing. Here's a big, big, big thing: the left side of the party is a party is is, is of ideas. Mm-hmm. They're of concepts. Mm-hmm. They're of here's things we think can work. The more centrist side of the party is of substance and of mm-hmm. things that we have done and we have been elected and on we, our right. and we can our do. laurels. So don't get me wrong, I'm not defending one versus mm-hmm. the other, but there is a lot of strength in having a resume and then having a brochure of how you like things to be mm-hmm. done. So that so, yes, that's where it's going to take some time.
0: When they start becoming... Um, you know, chairing committees and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's going to happen. Then, yeah, it's certainly you know, gonna you're, you're going to see a change there. So uh, I think that's all we got. Well, that's America in a nutshell. A lot of America in a nutshell. Um, so we will, who knows what will happen in, in the next week. Um, we may even have some real appointments, um, you know, Confirmable appointments. I mean, his um, chief of staff. He's already he was, announced his chief of staff. He and he was like announcing that, so. some
1: cabinet picks before Thanksgiving. He he said that. Yeah, so you're so. going to hear some of these officially. Um, and then I think he's going to have the majority of his cabinet rounded out before the end of the year of who he's. We nominated. should say
0: one name, which seemed absolutely ludicrous, but someone thought that Barack Obama might become part of That's the Biden cabinet.
1: That's not a thing. And Obama
0: had to come out and say. No, Michelle would leave me. That yeah. was his actual. Quote. When you hear
1: Michelle's name Michelle all the time, and me. she's going to do this and do that, and I'm like, do you really not, not do you not understand? This family did their tour of duty. They mm-hmm. did eight years. No matter what your opinion of whether they were right. good or bad, they were there. And they and like being there. their own bosses. Yeah, they're they're good. They're yeah. good. Yeah, they've and actually they're
0: be- and they're becoming quite well. well I was about that.
1: to say we talked about it. they've quantified it now um, <laughs> in terms of bank accounts. So, so why would that's they? That's a thing.
0: But yeah, <laughs> someone you know, there was a draft. Michelle was like a VP pick or something that happened before. They're done. They did that. And now someone thought. And only one time, I believe, in history did someone, you know, a former president, you know, take on a role like that. Mm -hmm. And it was Taft who became Supreme Court Justice, which Mm -hmm. is the role he wanted Mm -hmm. all along. Presidents don't go back Uh, into other people's administrations. Not normal. It doesn't happen. Not going to happen. So that's not going to happen. But
1: Will he um, answer the phone when Joe Biden calls? Well, of course he will. Oh, sure. But But he doesn't need a title for that.
0: No. Um, maybe he'll do a Netflix special with him sometime.
1: All right. That's the dumpster fire this week. <laughs>
0: that's the dumpster fire. We'll check
1: on it again next um, week. and let me just say how blessed we are to live in this particular dumpster fire. Cause even while it's a dumpster fire, all of us are kind of just going about our lives. Yeah. So, um, we're very fortunate to be in this nation that we're in. So I don't take it for granted, even though it is an absolute it's dumpster right, fire. Right.
0: Still probably better than most places you <laughs> could be right, right now.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Um, it's ours. Yeah.
1: It's our For dumpster fire. better or worse. We can roast marshmallows on our dumpster fire if we um, like.
0: So uh, I guess we'll have... No, we won't... Yes, we will have an episode before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So we'll no have next no week. reason to wish people happy Thanksgiving. We'll check yet. back
1: in hopefully on some cabinet picks. I don't know that there's going to be any breaking news out of the Georgia runoff yet. I think really mm-hmm. we're going to get a little closer. As, and polling doesn't mean jack squat. We'll we'll just mm-hmm. know when we get to January. Yeah. Uh, but we'll follow any storylines that come yeah. up with it. And
0: I commit myself to following this um, this rift in the Democratic Party because I'm in on that. It's a it's, soap opera. I'm right. here for it. You know what? You just exactly described why. I'm so here for it because it opera. is, like, <laughs> you know, Nancy Pelosi is a classic soap opera yes. villain. Yes. And then, like, legit, you have people like coming back from the dead, you know, in soap operas, Na- and so you have people who are like, are they, st- are they still Nancy
1: Pelosi is like, around? she's not just soap opera. She's like when Saturday Night Live makes fun of soap opera character,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is what she she mm-hmm. is in this role. So yeah, I'm I'm here for this. Yeah.
0: So. The soap opera that is the Democratic Party, (laughs) I'm going to be watching that closely. Um, I think it's fun. I think they're more interesting than Republicans on that front. Um, Well, right
1: now, I think what's going to be really interesting for the Republicans is is two, three years down the road, the post-Trump presidency, what is their party, what Mm -hmm. is their identity, how much is he still influencing it. That's going to be fun to watch. And Within about
0: 2 weeks we should be able to tell you which Republicans running for president in uh, 2024.
1: I'm surprised we're not already talking <laughs> about it. Well, because they're all yielding to the he's right. not. Because that's going to that's going to be a thing. That, so many
0: so. many things to look forward to. Uh, we'll catch you next week with whatever's going on then.
1: See you guys.
0: Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020, Daily Mountain Eagle.